Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to IWTV Guide Two Point Glow. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins, your host. Uh, as you've heard by now, I'm sure Charlie Butter can doing more of a behind the scenes role. He's going to be our editor slash producer. But we have a new co-host. I'm going to introduce to you. He's been on the show before. Very good friend of mine. Uh, very good friend of the show, Jay Gold. Happy New Year, Jay Hawk, coming to you live from the newly renovated IWTV Guide Studio in Long Island, New York. We have turned a corner. It's the new season, new faces, just like NXT. We have purged the roster of all of Charlie Butter's hires, and we are ready to roll. It is good to talk to you. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, there, there's no truth to the rumor that Charlie Butter can buying into Reckling Cheer because he pissed off that we fired all the people, by the way. <laughs> well, he, is, uh, he, is, uh, he gave us the, the side eye when we let his other people producers go and all of his behind the scenes editors and whatnot they just weren't getting it done we lost in the ratings and uh we decided that it was time to uh freshen things up give it a splatter fresh coat of paint and uh and change things around so um i am i am very excited for this i think we uh we're gonna bring some uh awesome awesome new features i think to the show i think we're gonna we're really gonna uh uh push this show into into some overdrive for the next you know, several months and, and see where it takes us. So I think it's going to be really great. Um, there was a lot of wrestling on this week. There was way too much wrestling on as far as uh, uh, TV wrestling, as far as IWTV wrestling goes, there was a lot you had, you know, during, during uh, uh, Christmas time and new year's um, we have a lot of good stuff coming up, but you know, I think, uh, I think it's been a very busy and hectic week. I don't know if you watched uh, battle of the belts last night, that was awfully chaotic and, and didn't mean a whole lot. Um, but there was, you know, there was a lot of things going on. So I'm glad that you and I are able to, uh, to follow up on an end of a, on an end of a very busy weekend. I actually watched more corporate wrestling this week than I think I have in about three months. And there was a lot of it. There was a lot of it. And the less kind about the WWE stuff I watched, the better, but. Well, I mean, I, 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 as you know, I'm not a huge AEW fan, but honestly they did the Wednesday night was fun. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not blown away by all their stuff. I know that COVID hits a lot of different people. I know the, you know, the bucks were out and then over on WWE, they had their own problems and whatnot. But, um, you know, Cody being out this weekend, I think that, that, uh, um, uh, TV TNT title match was not, I, I just, I didn't understand the logic in, in the booking, but you know, if that's the direction they want to go and they didn't want to wait for Cody to heal up. I mean, it's only two weeks or whatever, if it's COVID. So I, I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what they were what they were going for with that. If they felt like they took the belt off Sammy too soon, but um, that whole show just didn't. It didn't feel as special as I think a class of champions would have felt back in the day. I think that's what kind of what they were going for. Yeah, to do a special show like that, it needs to be two hour. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that was yeah. The, I, that was the big thing to me. It's like okay, well, this, this special live big show. We're borrowing this name off of, off of Florida from forty years ago. It's going to be an hour. Well, yeah. I was pretty disappointed in that. Uh, I, when I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go downstairs. I'll watch it. You know, I'll pour myself, you know, some booze and I'll, I'll hang out for the night. And then I realized it was an hour. And it's, you know, you, t- you know, the matches are going to feel a little rushed. And only having three matches is kind of rough for like a special Saturday night. It should feel a little bit bigger, I think. Yeah, but yeah, 
Uh, my biggest issue with the WWE stuff I watched this week, NXT was actually really good. Their theme shows are usually pretty good. But I was trying to get through Raw, and with the TV experience, okay, you've got the commercial, and you've got the video package, and things like that. How can those people that buy tickets for that show get through three hours of that? Because, uh, because uh, one, at one point, somebody came to the ring for their entrance, and they did a video package and a commercial break, and the person's still in the ring. Like, there's no other entrance. Like, it could be boring and crap to watch the show in person this time. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't. I have not been to a WWE live show in probably 10 years at this point. Since the last live show I think I went to WWE was Survivor Series 2011. For my, my six-month anniversary, I took my wife. She's never been to a wrestling show. I took her to that. That was The Rock and John Cena against Miz and, uh, and uh, R-Truth. So that was, I think that's the last time I paid for a WWE experience because it's just not worth it anymore. The AEW experience was fine. The changeover from Dynamite to Rampage was downright painful, but at least it wasn't, you know, sitting through three hours of uninspired dreck that WWE is putting out every Monday night. So it is what it is. is. It's just garbage. It's hard to watch. All right. So here's a question. I am taking the kids to AEW in Cleveland on the the 26th. About how how long does it take for them to basically tear Dynamite down and get Rampage cut up? It's it's about a half hour. I mean, it, it, it felt like... I know they ended at 10. I, I know we didn't leave the show, and I left before the final, before the end of the Adam Cole match. There was a, it was a, a Adam Cole and the Bucks, I think, or whatever. I know we left before that match ended, and it was, st- it was still like 11.15, 11.30. So I know that between 10 and 10.30, they were doing the setup, and a lot of people left. So that, that transition is very difficult for them. They're going to have to figure that out because they do have the standard barricades, so they have the aprons over the barricades and they have to change out the aprons and change out the ring and change out the real ring apron. Um, so it's a lot of it's a lot of moving parts. And I don't know. They're not as well oiled as you would think the WWE is. So, OK. All right. Well, at least, at least I know at least I know how to plan bathroom break for my son. That's the cake. I've got I got that much time. But that's right. That's right. You get it. You get a bathroom break. You get a chance to go get a little more food if if you have to, and uh, and you, you come back to your seat because you probably be able to move up because people leave. So, well, I am glad that we uh, we've gotten the the first episode jitters out of the way, and I think we should go to what makes this show tick, and that's uh, what's on IWTV guide for the week. What's on IWTV? Okay, go. Picture this, everybody. Picture this: a new music bed underneath our IWTV guide. Uh, uh, what's on? segment will be coming in the near future so we'll get some something good to listen to while we're doing this jayhawk so you want to you want to lead us off here all right go the coming tuesday january 11th 8 p.m eastern new health action clash 67 followed followed by at nine o'clock eastern time flying v fight back wednesday january 12th 10 p.m eastern time Paradigm Pro bringing the UWFI collect, uh, Contender Series, Geekin' 4, Epicode 2. Great to keep Paradigm Pro back. I love the UWFI Series. And then we get to our live show. We got three live shows this week. Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, AIW presents Ether. Main event of that show will be Platinum Mac Caster taking on front of the show the director, Derek Dillinger, with Giggy Heim in the corner. 
and we will be we will be live live tweeting that from either from the IWTV guide uh, Twitter feed or from my Twitter feed. We're trying to figure out the logistics, but we will be uh, uh, doing that at seven thirty on Thursday. So everybody who wants to watch along and uh, and get those views up. Uh, a couple of other matches I'm really looking forward to on that. The Duke is finally going to defend the Hawk boot against Levi Everett and Hoodfoot against Kaplan. Oh, it's going to be something, I think, and and we're gonna we'll talk about it probably in the next segment. We have a cup. We have a newcomer, uh, uh, up and comer, uh, Isaiah Broner against Zach Nystrom. Um, there's a bunch of good matches on that card, and and we'll be you know promoting the crap out of that as the week. Thursday at eight o'clock Eastern Time will be Wrestling Open Epico Two, advertised as Wrestling Open Mike Night, and they have announced for that show so far Alex Price against Kylan King. Oh, I won't be watching that live because of the IW show, but I'll have to check that out because I've become a big fan of Alec Price recently. Dude can go. And then on Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 o'clock Eastern, West Coast Pro Wrestling present Situation Critical. Among the matches on that card, Homicide against Jacob Fatu, Davey Richards against Kevin Blackwood, and Masha Klamovich against Debbie Malenko. Masha Samovich slowly becoming a... Uh, uh just a giant a giant draw in uh in uh, on the indies right now so it's very impressive to see debbie malenko got the business for a long time she you know, she was around in like the early 90s i remember her name popping up i have never i've never heard that name before honestly i've, n- I've never heard of her so that's kind of that'll be cool I'll, I'll definitely try to catch that maybe at the end of uh maybe on the weekend see what 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 that's all about yeah i believe they build her as the daughter of Boris malenko I think she, I, she was trained by Boris Malenko. I don't think she's actually related to the family in any way. But so she would have to be Dean Malenko's sister, kayfabe sister, anyway. Yes, <laughs> she better have more than five holds. <laughs> <laughs> there better be a lot of holds in that match if you're gonna if you're gonna use the Malenko name. I better see some wrestling in that. Yeah, well, like I kind of she was probably out of the business a good I would say at least 10, 15 years, if not longer. So I'm, I'm curious. I've heard good things about her on the comeback, but I've not seen her yet. So nothing more relevant than throwing a Malenko name out there to this the, to the young wrestling fans. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some good friends at West Coast Pro, though. We hope that show does very well. I will, I will, I might watch that one live. If not, I'll watch it on Saturday once it goes up on demand. Yeah, but that's what's on Absolutely. IWTV this week. Excellent. Well, all right. So we're going to try something new new this week. Um, we're going to we we're we're adding a segment to the show, um, and we're going to call it Independent uh, uh, Wrestling Spotlight, where we're going to each week we're going to pick a, a, an up and coming uh, independent wrestler, uh, kind of give a, a background on him, uh, highlight something that might be coming up for him, um, and I think we're gonna we're we're gonna um, we're gonna be really diving into a lot of what you see on IWTV, a lot of the up and coming youngsters. So you know, let's. Uh, Let's get into it and uh, and throw out our new uh, our new sweeper. Wrestlers Spotlight. Thank you, Charlie Butters. That was made by uh, one of the new staff that we hired around here for Two Point Glow. Uh, so this week we're going to be uh, uh, spotlighting uh, the from six four two hundred forty four pounds from Sweetwater, Texas, Zach Nystrom. Now, Zach Nystrom is going to be on the AIW Ether show, and he is going to be wrestling Isaiah Broner. Um, Jayhawk, I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with him uh, uh, as specifically as you are with a lot of other talent, but 
Um, are you, is this somebody that you've, you've seen before? And, and what are your thoughts on, on Zach? I know he recalled the last time AIW was at the Winchester. Well, I've, well, I've called that match. Like, I can't say he jumped out at me in that, in that particular matchup. That's the only time mm-hmm. I've seen him though. Yeah. So let me, let me give you a little background. And, and background to the to the audience. So he his first match uh, was May twenty fifth of, of twenty nineteen um, with IWC in Pittsburgh. So it, it was my understanding he trained at the uh, Iron City Wrestling Academy. Uh, he has a college football and track and field background. Um, his career spanned about two and a half years. Um, he's been in an IWC at AIW Empire State Conquest Pro uh, Northeast Wrestling um, and a few more. Um, he does a lot of singles, uh, wrestling, but he also has a tag team. Uh, he's a, he's a tag team called money shot and his tag team partner is Elijah Dean. Uh, they, uh, held the IWC tag team championships for 400 plus days. Um, and they've, they have wins over bear country. Uh, the main event, uh, Philly Marino experience. They've have wins over and are the current and inaugural pro wrestling conquest tag team champions. So Zach has, uh, Zach has some, some skills here. He's a big guy. Um, I think his match with Broner is going to be extremely hard hitting two giant dudes, you know, throwing on each other. And, uh, and if I do say friend of the show, Isaiah Broner, I think he, uh, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna give the wash over to Zach, but, um, I'm curious to see where he goes. He's, he's got connections with Derek Dillinger. Um, and who, who speaks extremely highly of him. So I think, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see his career kind of blow up. We'll be keeping eyes on, uh, the different shows that he's going to be on in the future. Um, and I think you and I, we can, we'll circle back next week and we'll kind of give our assessment on, you know, what we thought of his match with Broner and, and, you know, where he's going to go from there. So, you know, it's exciting. It's an exciting, you know, new segment to kind of introduce everybody to, to uh, some of this young talent, and and I had a chance to speak with him. He was really humble, and, and you know I'm excited for him. So this week, Thursday night, seven thirty, AIW Ether live on the award winning IW TV uh, app. Uh, we'll be seeing some more of uh, of Mr. Nystrom. So I look forward to it. Yeah, I, I will. Hey, I'm just glad that he is uh, a bigger guy than the weirdster because I was at hell on earth and calling him Broner. Pretty much just, I'm comprised to weird they're still walking, quite frankly. He's taken a beating from a few guys the last, uh, the last few, um, uh, matches that he's had. I mean, he's, but wrestling the weirdster, as I will always say, is like wrestling a spider monkey. He's, he's all over you. You can't get him off you. He's got those long arms and legs. So, you know, the, come the a guy who plays to his strengths. And I like that about him. He, uh, he, he's given a lot of guys, he gave Bishop some trouble. Uh, he gave Broner a little bit of trouble, but, he uh, he's always going to put it out there, so I think uh, he's he's definitely got he's definitely like one of those guys who you could you could plug in anywhere and he'll give the the, the challenger you know some trouble. So um, you know I, I look forward to Zach though because two big guys, two meaty men slapping meat. I look forward to those guys doing that on uh, on Thursday. All right, that should be a should be a lot of fun. And speaking of a lot of fun, let's go ahead and get into our re- weekly review for the week. Let's do it. The weekly review. All right, and this week we go to the Wrestleville, and it's Action Wrestling and Southern Underground Pro combining for Kevin. I just wanted to do that. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kevin. Indeed, yeah. I um, I don't know about you, but I, I 
I tried to catch a lot of rest of all. I love uh, these special like feel shows like shows when they run. I did when IWTV runs live shows from like three o'clock in the afternoon on, or when they did last year, when they did, uh, uh, I don't, was it the collective that they were on or where they, they did their own thing, uh, showcase of the independence. Um, I, I love afternoon wrestling. I love wrestling all day. So getting a chance to put rest of all on and watching it all day. And then come, you know, come culminating with, with seeing Dom, and coup, which we'll get into later is, is always, always fun, but I like the lighting for the show. Uh, the crowd was probably, they probably thought it, hoped it would have been bigger. Unfortunately, COVID probably had a lot of people kind of stay away, but for what they had, you know, the, the production, the lighting and such, I thought it was, I thought it was a cool looking scene. I like that white Eagle. It's awfully far away from me though. I don't think I'll ever get up there. And if you're cloaked with an I am, cause that's how it can come from there too. But yeah, I, 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 I like the way they lit it up. It, it was lit up differently than it was the rest of the weekend. Like, the rest of the weekend, they just used the overhead lights. Here, they mm-hmm. cut the overhead lights off and just had light stands in the corner. And they were going for that southern underground type of feel with it, which I really appreciate them taking that extra step and going, hey, this is going to be different than, than the rest of the shows this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I think we talked about it, too, like in, in one of our discords, um, how the lighting changed. They put up those black sheets i guess against the wall and um you know did almost like a uh, uh kind of made the room feel smaller instead of feeling swallowed up by the fact that they didn't have their their natural you know standing room only type of fans so i think that that actually helped um the presentation a lot and the darkening of the room it didn't make it feel like uh like they were wrestling in an echo you know in a cave with with you know not as many fans you can hear everybody's uh, cheers and stuff so you know, I thought it was I thought it was presented extremely well. Can you fill me in on who who does the commentary? It's it's Dylan Hales and who's the other person? Uh, Mo John Mowgli. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I think they do a great job. Also, by the way, I, I like I like listening to them. I got a I got a kick out of that. I like Dylan Hale Mo. I I, I don't want to keep up a bad job. He does do a good job. There were times that he was just kind of going off track and kind of taking me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have any specific. I don't think I actually made any specific note. I do at one yeah, point. I actually I, have a, one specific note in particular. We'll get to when we get to that match. But okay, I mean, I I don't I have not, I, I like I like Southern Underground Pro. That that no no fan show they did was really really exciting. Um, I am not super familiar with like the shows that Action Run. Um, I've seen a bunch of them, but I don't. I'm not familiar with their whole you know with their vibe, but. I like what they. I like this this conglomerate of what they did uh, for this show. What was this on on the thirty first? Was this was this New Year's Eve? This show? Yeah, that was the that was the three o'clock show on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, it was it was. I mean, it, I, I thought uh, top to bottom. I mean, we'll get into it, but top to bottom, I thought the card was really entertaining. There was a few things I I don't know of. I wasn't familiar with, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think Southern Underground. I, I really have a lot of respect for. I know that you guys. Have uh, I know Butters really likes them. I know you guys talked have have spoken highly of your experiences with them and such. So you know, I, I like to see them running. I like to see them succeed. I know Dom and and Koo are are big into that. So um, yeah, let's let's get into this because there's this opening match starts off pretty hot. Yeah, and and IWTV guy is actually a proud sponsor of Action Wrestling as well. When they do their show, you can see our our, our old logo anyway on the ring apron. That is correct. <laughs> 
That's correct. The old the old Triple H logo, the black and yellow brand logo. <laughs> I literally did the two point glow thing at a ga- at a rib to give Joe Boto would pop for it. Like we're, we're, I'm not going to keep calling it that every week, but well, you don't understand. I I automatically as soon as we started talking about this uh, stepping in, I, I automatically saw IWTV Guide in NXT splatter paint in my head, and I was just. I just said to myself, this is it. We're doing it. We're pushing ahead. I don't care who we rip off. I think it's hilarious. Let's go right. And I did my 33 and a third as a homage to Naked Gun. So I think uh, I think it, it, it'll work. Any way you look at it, it works. So let's let's talk about this first match. If you want to if you want to lead us off here. Absolutely. The opening match, Jaden Newman again in one of his final matches, Avery Good professional wrestler. Jaden Newman in Underground Pro Cutler Underground Pro original. He's been there pretty much since the start. And it's been fun watching him evolve from where he started at basically like a lackey who, who would get the crap kicked out of him to being one of their top guys. And what, we can't say enough good things about Avery Good. I know it's in its name, but he is actually a very good professional wrestler. I, I, I don't know anything about Jaden Newman. Um I saw him wrestle in that when they did their uh when they did their no fan show. Um, I was super impressed. This is a really good opening match. Like if you want, this is how you, if this place was full, the crowd would have been red hot for the whole night because of it. There's, there's nothing better than, than, you know, Avery goods intro. First of all, there's, there's nothing better. And uh, Jada Newman is a hell of a wrestler. And they were at some points they were talking about how he can do, you know, Lucha style and he can do all these, and he really can. I mean, they, but you know, Avery Good can do a little bit of everything, and he does everything well. So, you know, it didn't matter what style they switched on and off with. The match just flowed so well, and and I will absolutely miss Avery Good if he if he's if this is really his decision. He is one of the first wrestlers that I was that I had experience with as far as buying merch from, contacting and communicating over email. This was years and years ago when he was Dasher. Uh, I met him at a show at a bar and he was, he could not have been nicer. You know, he's just, he, he's just a good human being. And he knew from, I, I could try to interact and like do work as merch and do all these things. So it was, it, you know, I have one of his, his final like collab. It, it's big trouble in little, little Chikara, um, um, softball shirts with Dasher's face instead of Kurt Russell. It's a great shirt. It's full color. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, he just understood merch. He understood, you know, how to deal with the fans. So every time I watch him now, I'm just, I'm pleased as like hell, you know, just to see him succeed. So, you know, th- this match was a great, great way to start us off. Yeah, and that was definitely a fun way to start it off. Uh, good attack Newman at the beginning for trying to steal the entrance. Which was fantastic. Yep. Newman did a, Newman was doing a bunch of cool stuff. He actually did a Hampton on the turnbuckle at one point and good just kicked him over the top rope while he was in the Hampton position. Fun little spot there. Yeah, independent wrestling is going to make Avery good if this really is the final run. And obviously, like, if AEW signs him tomorrow, he'll stick around and do that. He'll be making good money off of it. But Did you see he's he's wrestling Andrade tomorrow night on Dark Elevation? I'm looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, that's going to be great. I don't, know if, I don't know if you need 10 matches on Dark Elevation when you have an hour to tape it. And- well, I got to tell you, I don't understand how they do it because when I, when I was there for for the show in Long Island they did dark and they only had three matches and then there were somehow there was other matches I guess they filmed over in Florida or whatever they do so 
I, I, I don't know how they do it, but it didn't feel like they, they didn't film 10 matches leading up to, to dynamite. So I don't know when they choose to film elevation, when they choose to film dark, but it's not all, it doesn't feel like it's all at once. Okay. Getting back to this matchup here though, and some really good stuff. Uh, this was really a showcase for every good, and I'm not saying that, that he was squashing Nick Jaden Newman by any means, like Newman was getting some offense in, but everything that was kind of sticking out to me was every good offense. He had a bridging back... Oh, of course. Uh, bridging back suplex off of a slingshot, uh, going special into a turnbuckle, and then turn that into immediately, immediately into a backslide for a pinning combination. Just really good stuff. Lots of near fall, can fall finishes near the end. And Newman... Uh, kind of stealing the win. He kicked out of a code red and then immediately put the hangman clutch on for the commission. A uh, little bit of a surprise to me, seeing every good commit at the end of that quarter. I would have figured it'd be a pinfall, if anything. But well, I, I give him credit because he's if he thinks he's on his way out, he might as well you know help guys you know in that spot. And uh, and as a as, as a very good professional wrestler does, he uh, he tapped and and that that's a big win for for Jade Newman. And you know what? Good on everybody in this match because it helps Jaden Newman's career, um, and you don't ever have to question, you know, Avery Good's uh, uh, talent level. So it was a good match. It was a great way to start off. I was I was very pleasantly uh, uh, happy with just sitting there and, and watching that to lead us off. Um, so yeah, I mean, what what do we got as far as time goes for that match? Uh, Eight fifty kick. Yeah, perfect sweet spot for matches. Eight minutes to ten minutes max. It was it was perfect. Our next contest was Bobby Flaco against Rip Bison. A Bison I've seen one through twice. I'm actually not familiar with Bobby Flaco coming into this match into this matchup here. But I, but I like that though. Part of what I love about independent wrestling and IWTV and getting a chance to key guy that you don't normally get a chance to see. Yeah, yeah, I was very impressed with Rip Bison. He's he's super intense. Um, I, I, honestly, Jayhawk, I I don't particularly I didn't particularly get anything out of Bobby Flaco, but. You know what? It was a good match. It it it's it, you know I, I, it was what it was. I honestly I I think uh, at that spot in the card, that's that's what's needed after a really hot opener. So you know, Rip Bison's a definitely a, a great uh, a really intense looking guy, and uh, and Bobby Flacco. I'd let you know he's he's great. He's you know he's fine the way he is. I'd let him go ahead and do what he has to do. So um, I think. The match was was you know to the point. I think it ended in a burning hammer, and I like I love that move. So you know I could watch a, I could watch somebody do a burning hammer all day long. That was a that was and that's how a finish should be. You don't need nine million you know ending spots to to finish it. Yeah, I mean I mean Bacon's no monster Mac, but it was a pretty good burning hammer. <laughs> yes, it definitely was a good. It was it, it looked good. That's all. That's all you can ask for. It's very clean. Yeah. Uh, Flacco did get a nice mickle drop kick in, but that was really about the only offense he got. When I came, this was a showcase for Rip Bacon. This was a showcase for Rip Bacon. He was on the floor a lot. Both guys were outside a lot during this match. Yeah, but it was Bacon getting the win with the burning hammer. Six minutes and 35 seconds. couple minutes too long for what it was, I think, just because there was not a lot of offense for Flacco, but... Yeah, if you're going to put on a show, if you're going to have eight, what is it, ten matches? If you're going to have ten matches on a show or eight to ten matches on a show, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't need that match to go six plus. It could have went four and a half, and you would have gotten the same um, um, vibe, you know, as you got at the end. So, okay, from there we had the Young Gun Showcase, Pete Youngblood against Austin Luke. Uh, I have no note for this one. I, I I I watched the show live. I actually meant to go back and rewatch this one today, and just didn't get a chance to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on this one. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you my notes. <laughs> my notes say Tower of London, whatever. 
<laughs> I'm not, I'm not bashing them. They're young and they're green and it was fine. Uh, I, I think uh, Austin Luke is from, is from the H2O school. Uh, and, and he's, he, 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 there was nothing wrong with the match. It was just, you know, there wasn't a lot of excitement for me around two guys that I, I didn't know, especially on a sup show where I like to see, I know a lot, you know, I like to see a lot of an action. They, they always have good solid cards. You know, this is fine. You got to get guys on TV, you know, to a point where they're, they're comfortable in front of a crowd and, and with the cameras and such. So I get what they were doing. Um, I just, I, you know, I didn't get a whole lot out of it. The tower of London at the end was fine. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that's what I had for that match as well. Luke gained the pin in eight twenty four, and I don't mean any disrespect to young blood or Luke. I, I don't remember what happened. Like I was watching the show live, something happened where I left the room and I came back in. I basically called the finish and I would get. So. Yeah. I mean, you didn't miss anything. So that's, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what you can, you can kind of say for the match. All right. From there we go to Ashton star versus Davian and I, I become a big fan of Davian over the last year. So I I really like this woman. Uh, I've seen Ashton Star few different places. I, if my memory serves me, I saw him in Capital Wrestling a few years ago. I think he's actually taken. I think he actually used to be heavier, but he looks terrific now. Um, and the match was the match was good. I mean, I, I don't see. I didn't know there was going to be any intergender matches on there. And then I look and I see that there's two on the card and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I, I had no idea, but these guys, uh, the two of them really, you know, I, I like them. I like both of, uh, Davian was, is, is rough. Like she will, she, she throws, you know, she throws bombs like to, she looks to, to go at you. So, you know, that was pleasantly surprising and Ashton star, I feel like can, can wrestle in any style. So yeah, I mean, in the end I, I had, I had no problems with it. Um, I did think the finish, uh, it was a split leg and moonsault. I did think it was a little sloppy, but I think he caught her in the face on the way down. Um, but uh, I think the match itself was, was good. It was, it was definitely entertaining. Okay, now, here's where, here's where I, I like Dylan Hale on commentary. This match especially. Mm-hmm. Because he was doing a, a great job explaining what the holds were doing, what part of the body the holds were focusing on, why the hold was supposed to hurt. And then at one point, and I think that we can even uh, kind of have this play in that finish a little bit, they do a dive on the outside, and Hale puts over that because this building is darker today than it was the rest of the show, it might be harder to see your opponent coming at you when they're going for dives and harder for you to see your opponent when you're diving. Hale, oh, I like that. Yeah, Hale, Hale did a great job putting that over in this match. Like Dylan Hale may be a top five announcer in all of wrestling right now, not just independent wrestling, all of wrestling. Yeah, I, I know. I know my brother loves loves Dylan Hales. Like he, we when we watch when he's on doing shows, my brother has asked me specifically about him, and I know that he he's talked him up. So this is I haven't heard many Dylan Hales shows, but you know I, when I watch stuff, I get a chance to like like you know get a chance to just hear him. I, I enjoy it. I, they're not your typical curse just to curse. Um, not your typical you know yell just to yell type of guys. They, the, Dylan kept it very even. They both kept it very even, you know, during the show and didn't raise their voices to a screaming level when it wasn't necessary. So I, I definitely, as a fan who has just listened, way listened to way too many people shouting and commentary. I appreciate that immensely when you listen to it. I like this match a lot. You had some good Matt wrestling early. The more the match went on, the more they started striking. And then the more the match went on, the more they started going for big moves. So everything was building to the finish. Definitely. 
It was Star getting a power bomb followed by the split legged moon cult for the pin. 1353. Uh, outside of the main event, that's probably my favorite match of the night, honestly. I really like this one. Oh, that's nice. I, I I thought the opener still, and as we go up this card a little bit more, the opener is still uh, top, and then the other matches kind of fall underneath it. But now we're starting to get into the meat and, and potatoes of this show. So, I mean, you know, things are going to change around, but the, that opener still had me, you know, up until this point. I was still kind of thinking about that one. And from there we go to Adam Preet taking on Alec Prey, the Limitless Wrestling Champion. So give me some, some, some background on Limitless. Um, who, who currently is, like, who owns Limitless or who's the promoter and, and where do they normally run? Okay, uh, give me one second to find that information. I'm relatively sure they are based up in New England, but the exact area is... I think you're right. Yeah, I, it, the exact area is not as important. It's just I think you're right. I, I didn't know if, if that was... I think I get... Sometimes I get certain companies confused. Like, I get Limitless, Freelance... Uh, there's something out in, in, on the West coast that I kind of get confused. Um, so yeah. Okay. So Alec price is a Northeast, uh, Northeast product. Is that, is that to my understanding? Alec, Alec price is based out of, out of the Boston area. Limitless is actually based out of Maine. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, that's, that's right. LW Maine is there, is their Twitter handle. Correct. Okay. So, so Alec price is their champion and Adam priest who, I love who he, he, every time I see him, he he's built like Jamie Noble when they were part of the pit bulls. Remember when him and kid cash were the pit bulls. Yeah. He, catch an underrated he, team. Yeah. But that's what Adam priest he's built just like Jamie Noble was like his body is, he has a little bit of dynamite kid in him, but his body, like if you put his body, if it was a dark room and you just saw a silhouette and you put him and Jamie Noble next to each other, you'd be like, those are, that's the same guy. Like, he, he's built just like him. Like he's, there's no fat on him. He's, you know, he's, he's got the muscles. He's, he's a little bit shorter, but you know, uh, I think he's Adam priest has got a really strong look to him. Um, and I've seen him a few times and I've been impressed with him every time. Um, uh, but Alec pre Alec, uh, price really impressed me tonight. This is the first time I've ever seen him and he commanded that room. And the beginning of the match, he was really healing it up, and he, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I, I did enjoy this one quite a bit as well. This is where Mo started bothering me on commentary a little bit, but he was trying way too hard to pretend he was a Japanese announcer. Primata! Okay, we get it, dude. You like Japanese wrestling? And <laughs> right, that's the only criticism I had with him the entire show. But it was like this match, especially, he was really bad with it. Well, this is a pretty strong, strong type of match. So, you know, I get maybe they were trying to put it over, you know, as that type of match. These guys were really, they were hammering each other. And, uh, and Alec Price, despite his wiry frame, I feel like he wrestles bigger than he is. And I like that. Like, so does, so does uh, Adam Priest. I like when guys, like, if you, if you watch an AIW match, you watch Colin Delaney, okay? Colin's not the tallest guy in the world. But when I saw him and Cheech against the main event, Colin, I felt like Colin was the same height as these guys. When you wrestle bigger, that's so good. I, I um, and I think both of these guys in this match didn't matter. They could have been, you know, four feet tall. I felt like they were both seven feet tall with, you know, muscled up and really being able to be athletic and all these things. So I really appreciated that part of the match. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. And I thought, I thought it was great. Yeah, Alec Prank is uh, 
I think according to cage match, six feet tall. I don't have Adam Priest height. I think they said 160. I think they said he was 168, if I have my notes written down, for as far as what he weighed in at, at the, uh, when the announcer said it. That's about right. Cage match had him at 165. That's about mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look it. Neither one of these guys... I mean, if I if I thought that I saw them, you know, out in the street, I would think they were way bigger than they were wrestling, you know, the, how they than they were. So, um, I, I th- this was a great match. This is exactly what you want to see, especially from uh, uh, either Action or Southern Underground. They these these type of guys, you want to see them do it every week on television. Okay. Oh, this one, it was probably getting the pin in fourteen fifty four. From there, so we- tell me, wait, wait, just give me real quick. What are the? What is Adam Priest's? I mean, uh, yeah, what's his trajectory right now? So Alec Price is the is the champ at Limitless. Where has Adam Priest been? Like, what's his? What are we? What are we expecting out of him? Like in the future? Like, where does he really pop up more often? Pre can take Southern guy. He wrestled a lot for action. He wrestled a lot for New South. Going Alabama, okay. Alabama, Georgia, for the most part, that general area. Uh, I have not had a chance to see it yet, but I've had good things. Uh, there's a new South show that's on IWTV uh, right now where he had a ROH title match under Pure Rule with Jonathan Gresham a couple weeks ago. I heard really Oh, we may have to watch that. that. Yeah, we may have to look at that. I heard really hmm. good things about that match. Go. Well, that's going to be cool. I like, I like that, dude. And, and the guys in our Discord as well uh, talk really highly of, of Adam Priest, so... Um, maybe these two will do it again one day, and and uh, I'm you know I'm I'm excited to kind of follow Adam Priest a little more. So that's kind of cool. Um, so so now as we got through that match, as I said, you know the meat and potatoes of this show um, that was very impressive. So I, I was I was super amped up for the for the next match, um, which was another intergender. Yeah, well, it was not supposed to be. The next match is Anthony right. Henry against Masha Klamovich. This one's supposed to be Anthony Henry getting his shot at the independent wrestling title from Alex Shelley. Uh, Alex Shelley was not medically co- cleared to compete, so he missed the entire weekend. He had three matches scheduled and missed all three of them. Uh, but this one was a lot of fun. And I will say that had we got an, an actual finish with this one, it probably would have wound up being my favorite match of the night. And I get what they were doing with it. So I'm like, I'm not saying that the finish was the wrong idea. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't have Anthony Henry lose his momentum and you couldn't have Masha lose her momentum, even though I am not a huge fan of Masha Slamovich. Um, I understand why people like her. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, but I like Anthony Henry. I like him and JD Drake together. Um, I, you know, the workhorseman I thought was a cool gimmick when I saw them in Evolve. You know, so I, I, I don't know what, you know, what the future holds there. I hope Anthony Henry's going to wrestle Alex Shelley and I know Masha signed with impact. So, you know, I get to finish. It, it made sense. I'm, I, I put, I was very disappointed. I kind of put meh cause like who, who honestly, you know, if you, if you're going to struggle your way out of that, that's how they did it. But you know, it is what it is. It was a good match leading up to it. Both, those both those two are professional television wrestlers, so I didn't expect anything less. Yeah, the the one gripe I have about the match itself, and it really it's really a nitpicky kind of gripe. Henry is working on the neck; he's doing a really good job working the neck, and then all of a sudden he goes from the neck to the arm. And I I mean, and I kind of get it if your neck hurting, your arm's gonna be hurting too. But like, it's not necessarily out of play. But it was like, wait a minute, you're just like doing like you're just twisting her neck with your feet a minute ago. Now you're do- got an arm bar on. Like, what are you doing? Right, right. Stick with, st- if you're going to work something or if you're going to keep a, uh, 
if you're going to keep a, 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 a hold going, do it the whole time and, and commit to it as opposed to, you know, switching it up out of nowhere. But Matt, Matt took a lot of fun, though. Some really good technical wrestling throughout. Uh, Henry, you gave you can the rope that gave him cuff on a pin after a shining wizard. And then Aki Matt comes out with a chair and attacks both of them to get the match ended in no contest to 12-18. Then he grabs a mic, cutting a promo about Alex Shelley not being there and not defending the title, even though this wasn't his title shot against Anthony Henry. And I don't believe Matt was one of the three opponents this weekend. So I was kind of confused as to why he was mad at Shelley for not showing up to not defend against him when he wasn't defending against him anyway. But then, I think he, I think the whole, I thought the gimmick was that he wanted him to show up so that he could be the next in line. Maybe. Should something happen? I, I wasn't, I wasn't quite, I agree with you. I wasn't quite understanding where he was coming from. I was trying to make, put two and two together there. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, the, the DQ finish, it is, it is what it is. Like he, him jumping in and like, Doing it, I said I understood where they were going. Come going to, I I would have liked a better promo out of him, you know. But it is what it is. But eventually, he talked too long. Henry and Klemovich both beat him down, and then that brings out Slade for his match with Aki Mac, and it's going to be a no disqualification match, which Mac apparently did not know about ahead of time, and he's screaming, "That's not what we talked about." Yeah, Jayhawk, I, I, I do not like Slade. I don't get Slade. I've seen him a thousand times already in New Jersey, New York. I know. I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. But people love him. I just, I, I honestly, I've had a lot of my own, like, when I go, I, I just, is he supposed to be, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Bronson or whatever, the, the, the murderer. Is that his gimmick? Like the, the inmate who, uh, who Tom Hardy played in that movie? I don't know if that's exactly what he's going for. Well, I Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I always kind of get kind of, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. But, uh, uh, you know, wrestling is, is everybody is, uh, is entitled to their own opinion. I just, uh, I, I personally, that's just not one of my, like, I'm not jumping out of my seat. If, uh, if Slade comes out, you know what I mean? I, I get it. I mean, Slade could create a pro guy too. I mean, he, you know, mm-hmm. Brian Meyer and those kind of guy coming, mean, they're not going to throw him out there if they don't keep something in them. So. No, I, I get it. There are plenty of people who see something in him. It's, I'm just not one of them, you know, and I, he might have to kill me when I see him at, at creative pro in a few weeks, but I, I honestly, I'm just not, I'm just, I, 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 it, he doesn't, to me, it's not, I don't go, Oh, Slade's at the, you know, the, the semi main event or whatever of the evening, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't, I, I don't get anything out of it, but I like AC Mac a lot. And, uh, and I think he's, he's a guy who you can plug in, almost anywhere and I get a kick out of him. So, you know, I I'm fine with AC Mac doing his thing and, and, uh, and challenging Alex Shelley and I'm fine with AC Mac going anywhere he wants and, and doing that stuff. But, you know, I, I would have liked a, a different opponent, but again, you know, teach his own in this card. Cause the card was so good that I, it's just, I'm just nitpicking. Yeah. The, my biggest grip with this one is, is they've got the position to where Blade is the good guy and Mac the heel. But it was played pretty much dominating Mac the entire way. That, that just, it kind of felt like it was booked backwards. But Mac is the heel to get the pin. He gets the kick to the dick and a small package for the pin in kick 21. I mean, t- the time wise, time wise, it was perfect. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I would have rather seen at least a little bit more offense for Mac, make it, yeah, you know, make it look like Blade actually in some trouble at some point. But yeah. Well, I don't know. See, that's my problem. When you're this character, he's supposed to be this like lunatic. Like, 
when does he get in trouble? What does trouble look like for a guy like that? You know what I mean? That's where I have trouble with the character, but so be it. You know, people like people wanted to see Slade. So Slade was on that, in that spot. So we, 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 we live and learn. <laughs> okay. Well, realistically though, I mean, you and I are about the same age. So you watched the WWF back in the 80s. Hulk Hogan looked like a guy sure. who could get the shit kicked out of him for 10 minutes before he made a comeback. No, but Hulk Hogan's match were him calling for 10 minutes before he made the comeback. Right, but Slade is not 6'9", 3'10", with 24-inch pythons, my friend. So there, there's the difference in that. <laughs> which would make it, which would make, wearing, which would make him Slade more... Slade wearing Carhartt pants. <laughs> which would make him more likely to actually have to fight from underneath because he's not that big of Hogan. Well, but but then again, he doesn't seem to get in any trouble. So, you know, he never fights from underneath. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's I'm confusing myself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, mat, the match was fine. And, and I like AC Mack anyway. So it got the point across, you know, for him challenging. Okay, then we have our main event. Multiple time, independent wrestling, tag team of the year, violent and forever, Dominic Greedy and Kevin Koo, taking on the team of Hot Wheel, Hot Cloth, Tricky William, and Wheeler Yuta. I love this match. This is my favorite match of the entire card. Um, I took some note, but honestly, no description of this match that I can give it. It's going to do it justice. This one's great. Yeah, you don't need to do it either. Like honestly, I was I got so excited when I when you first said to me this is the show we were going to review because first of all we we love friend of the show Dom Garini and we love you know AIW alumni uh, uh, Wheeler and 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 Hot Sauce and Kevin Koo is one of the coolest dudes in wrestling. And so you take that, that combination, all four guys who have respect for each other, all four TV wrestling guys. So you know that these guys are polished. They're smart, that the match is going to make sense right off the bat, that everything that's going to go on this match is going to have a purpose that you're going to see these guys beat the piss out of each other. So all you can do is sit back during this match with a big ass smile on your face and just go, this match is fucking awesome. And that's all I did. I watched, just like the one that Dom and Koo had with uh, Finn Juice. That's exactly how I felt with this match. It, first of all, it should have been in front of 5,000 people and not, you know, 20. And that's the same way I felt about the match with Finn Juice, and it's all because of COVID. But if, you, if anyone is watching, anybody wants to find something to watch or, or really is into independent wrestling right now, this match is the one you would just go, okay, I'm going to show you a tag match. And this is these two, these four guys are going to, you know, you want to be a wrestling fan? Let me show you a match that's going to make you a wrestling fan. Yeah, like, like, like words cannot do justice. Description cannot do this match justice. Uh, Wheeler Yuta was going to roll Ricky Morton just getting the shit kicked out of him. And almost literally, like, like Greedy and Koo are, are, are that damn good. William can, Yuta, I can't say enough good things about either. Yeah, I mean, looking great. It's the perfect main event for this type of show. Oh, abs- absolutely. It's exactly how you want, you know, your year to end. If you, if I could have only seen one more match before the end of the year, that's the one I'd want to see. Um, I love seeing Dom back in a ring. It just makes me so happy. His relationship with Koo, when you just, you just feel their energy together when they go out there, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, and, and violence is forever is, is uh, honestly, they're, they're top, top tier tag team wrestling i mean there's could there be i mean maybe two or three other tag teams that you could compare them to maybe but they're the top they're the kings right now on the mountain there's nobody else that does what they do and can i just say now that we've made official earlier this weekend that uh greeny and ku are free agent can no longer compete with mlw 
that one of the major companies, I don't care which one, need 92 guys to get them all about, like right now. Uh, I could I could not agree more. It was it's bittersweet, but also awesome to see that Dom is now Dom and Koo are now free agents, and that other areas can get exposed to what they bring to a um, to a wrestling ring. So it's it's going to be great. I mean, even when you look at them come out, their look is so different. You have the shooter, you know, you have yeah, and then you have Koo. He's all tatted up, and he, he you know he, he's he you know with the kick pads and the short tights, and then Dom with the fighting tights the fighting shorts, you know, and the kick pads, just the whole package is just, everyone needs to be exposed to it. So, you know, this match could not have been better. And hot sauce is honestly the ultimate professional, uh, Wheeler Yuta. He, you know, he's so fluid in the ring. I mean, so fluid. It's just, it's a joy to watch four guys who are, you know, when we joke about it, like when you go to an, an indie wrestling show and like the beginning of the show, are the guys who are not as polished or whatever, even though Avery good and, 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 you know, Jaden Newman were on the first match, but then you get to the, to the main event. It's like the major leagues in baseball or like, you know, you go from the peewee leagues in hockey to the NHL watching these four guys, everyone should come out of the back and sit and through and watch those matches. If you're a young wrestler, because these guys just, just do it right. Uh, I, I will. Okay, a, f- a few years ago when Evolve went to the thing, I did an Evolve seminar in Detroit. And um, the main trainer for that was Robbie Brookside, but they had Matt Riddle and Tracy William helping out with it. And Tracy mm-hmm. William could not have been better working with me when I was struggling to come to the drill. Going, Try doing it this way. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Tracy William just for taking time. He could have just flat out got there and said, hey, you fuck, what are you doing here? Now, he was trying to make it a point of me to make sure that I got what we were doing. So I, I can't say enough good things about him. At all, either in that in that aspect. So. That sounds like a very cool experience. That that that's amazing. Those those are like big names: Robbie Brookside and Riddle and and Tracy Williams. That's 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 big. That must have been a lot of fun. That very was. interesting. I I also figured out how out of shape I really was at that point. <laughs> that's been one guy actually had to train like that. <laughs> well, Kevin Koo pinning Tracy Williams in 1957 for the win. Won the won the best match of the entire weekend. Honestly. I, I know in most years that would have been a match of the year candidate, but there was so much good wrestling in 2021. Like it's probably not even top 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was, that was top, that was top five. in as far as tag team matches go, I'll give I you thought that their one. match, I thought Vance's forever and Finjuice was the best tag team match of the year. I, I mean, we can argue that back and forth, but last April, that, that one made me smile more than any match I've seen. So Tony Khan, I mean, and, like, Tony Khan, if you're yeah. like, I mean, kind violent and forever and have them in a best of nine hearing with FTR. Yes, that would. Oh, my God, that would be something I, I, I you know, I'm not I'm not trying to sell like all the guys that we know over an AIW tag team short. But, you know, Dom and Koo are just next level. So uh, those guys deserve, you know, whatever's coming for them. All right. Any oh, we, we normally do thumb up, thumb down or thumb in the middle on this show. Oh, thumbs up. I mean, that, that was that was fantastic. Thumbs up, no doubt. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that one. Like, like a, a couple of things in the middle of the car I could have done without. Which I think the show would have been better for, but I got no, I've got no complaint. Kaniki thumbs up. Absolutely. All right, we'll go, we'll go ahead and, and take it home. Do you have anything you need to plug? Um, I don't, but I have, uh, I have a ton of plugs from uh, from the mothership, Charlie Butter's house. He sent me. Um, our, our podcast friends, uh, you know, wrestling cheers, pod Van Dam, the super fantastic podcast. If you catch my grift at odds with wrestling, um, you know, uh, our other friends, PW ponderings, big Starks brand set tab photo, smoking Jay's barbecue, K fab collectibles, 
Um, and please uh, rate and review and subscribe where you listen to us. And uh, uh, do not forget about our the, the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. We have the brand new, the brand spanking new, full color collab between uh, What a Maneuver, the uh, brain children behind IWTV guide, Charlie Butters, Jayhawk, and the head of the production, the ace degenerate, uh, Derek Dillinger. There is a brand new shirt up there on the IWTV guide, What a Maneuver page. It's fucking dope. I have one. Everybody get one of those. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, and, and as far as the, uh, my, my only other plug, Jayhawk, if you're surprised this week, I finally have a plug. I'm going to be doing a watch along of AIW's ether with our boy, Derek Dillinger in the main event against max platinum, max caster starts at seven 30, jump on me. Um, whoever else wants to join me, my, my junior assassin child and my disinterested wife, we will all be watching the, uh, pay-per-view together. I look forward to everybody talking to everybody on Twitter, but thank you, Jayhawk, for my first episode. It was an absolute pleasure. This was awesome. I hope everybody listens and, and enjoys it. So that's what I got for this week, my friend. Do you want to plug your Twitter? Cause I know where to find you on Thursday. Oh yeah. J gold J at J gold 12. Um, now that we are doing some few things on there, you can go there or you can go to the IWTV guide, Twitter handle and myself and butters and Jayhawk will be working on that. And uh, we have because we have relieved all of Triple H's people of their duties from that as well. Um, we will be working on that on our own. So look forward to seeing everybody on Thursday night. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at at Ref Jayhawk. Find me on Instagram and at uh, Jayhawk one five three nine. Every once in a while, you can follow find me on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash Ref Jayhawk. That's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Next week we'll be back with more IWTV Guide. Stay safe out there, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Thanks so much, everybody. Traveling at the speed of thought. Hey, yo, kid. Remember when I used to be dope? Yeah. I own a pocket full of fame. But look what you're doing now. I know. Well, I know. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways. I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Because I got loose circuits. So loose. I mean a mother goose with the eggs that seem to be... I'm out of here. Mama don't love me and my mama don't care. Read the papers, the headlines say, washed up rapper got song. Lingo's busted while the guitar sways. B-side copy for the radio plays for something. I knew I blew the whole fandango when the drum programmer wore a kango. Never could be like great fish won't bite bait. Realize that I'm over like clover. No good luck 
speaking So Mace beat the fucking beat While a teenage fan the heat I bring it to the clues Paid all my dues So what's going dead? Let me use my forehead Easy pack it up man Let me stop stalling Cause everything I do is like fall Play yourself.